Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Dub Podcast Connection Loop. Today, we are going to be talking with Jake on the importance of creating content, creating relationships, and driving revenue for your business. So, Jake, if you could start with a short bio, and let's get into the topic. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm looking forward to it. I love this topic. I think it's it's the, the future of where we're headed in B2B in particular. So, uh, I'm Jake Dunlap. For those of you who uh, I haven't met yet, I've run a sales consulting and strategy company called Scaled. Uh, we are a leading uh, global sales consultancy for for really companies that are trying to modernize components of their sales org and not do the you know the same things that we did you know 20 30 years ago. So we work with a mix of growth stage technology companies um, to you know Fortune 100 and 500 companies that are trying to bring in new practices around how to engage your buyer, how to create really kind of a more customer centric selling process, and really just trying to think about new ways of doing things. So we have people in you know what three or four different continents now. So uh, we're doing a lot of really good work around this topic in particular, which is in in 2021 and beyond, how do you engage, you know, and, and what does that look like versus what it looked like even in 2015? Very cool. And and I really appreciate that uh, you walk the walk. I mean, you, when it comes to content, you're active on social, you got the podcast going. What are some of the, the things that you're doing that we should know about? Yeah, I mean, definitely the podcast just launched almost two months ago. Um, it's just, You can go to jakedunlap.com. Uh, it should be pretty straightforward. And the podcast is really about telling entre- like stories, which is and unlike your normal podcast, which is about where people are today. We're really fo- I'm really focused on like getting into weird stuff about like people's childhood. And it's just wild to see these like celebrities and you know really famous CEOs. And it's like their drive happened because of some weird thing that happened to them when they were 10 years old. <laughs> right like it's like the uh, someone told them no or they got an f in a class or their parents you know uh <laughs> didn't believe on them and yeah. then you know or something and then all of a sudden they you know they carry it with them so uh yeah we're really telling stories of some really you know remarkable people so go check out the podcast and then obviously linkedin and, and for me i'll tell you what happened for me was in 2018 um I, you know, I was doing the same thing that a lot of people do when it comes to like producing content, which was AKA resharing content and, um, you know, feeling like me as a CEO, I would be like an egomaniac if for some reason I didn't kind of only put out content about my company. And it was 2018 where I really kind of flipped the switch and started to realize that people want to hear from people and started to kind of post consistently on LinkedIn. And it's really just continued to, you know, call it. I guess, you know, snowball over time. And, you know, we're continuing to invest more and more in other resources in YouTube um, and uh, other places as well, too. We, we just really have found that the more, you know, you don't have to be everywhere. So that's the lesson for everyone here. Find a channel. LinkedIn was, LinkedIn is, was like our, is our like little home base because we're a B2B sales consulting firm, right? Um, and then you start to kind of test out. But there is, I mean, we're, we're doing millions of dollars now um, of inbound organic business from content that the number one, our number one driver of leads is Jake's LinkedIn. People literally come and they select in the drop down, even when they come to the website, Jake's LinkedIn. And so for all the people out there that are wondering, you know, or, or nervous about it, 
you know, if you're doing it not to be a jerk and you're doing it to drive for your business and because you care about the people you, you're, you want to interact with, then, you know, producing content to me is a part of my job as a CEO. Ruben, I think you're, there you go. All right, you're back. Yeah. For a second, it was just so, the Jake Dunlap uh, show. I was pumped. All right, cool. I was like, all right, I guess it's just me. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, if, 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 if the audio... I think he's cut out, right? Yeah. All right. Ruben, we lost your audio... And audio's gone. Yeah, audio's gone. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, this is, this is right. super interesting. So, okay. So Ruben, is, back Let's see if he's back. Let's see if he's back real quick. Jumping around. Yeah. All right. So there, it, sound, it sounds like my audio is my audio is tanking right now. Yeah. Some Wi-Fi issues in the in the neighborhood. It's all good, dude. There's this interesting topic. Yeah. Well, that, hey, that's why we got editing, right? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> For those of you live. So, what, what, yeah. Damn, what I was never saying that was before. that, you know, you mentioned something that's kind of interesting, which is like ego, you know? And a lot of people suffer from this problem when they're putting their content out there in too many ways. They start to feel like, hey, is this, is this all about me? Am I putting the wrong message out there? Do I look like I'm egocentric? How do you kind of overcome that issue, issue both from an internal perspective, but also from a perception perspective? Well, I mean, you gotta, I don't know if we can cuss or, or not. Did we lose everybody again? No, no, we're, we're here, we're here. No, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. It just kind of kicked just, back. He'll solo in on you when, when you're talking. So. I did, uh, okay, yeah. I'm good. Hey, I'm good with that too. No, yeah. uh, what I was saying is like, you have to not give a shit. And, you know, for me, what I realized like, do I really care what these other people think? No. Why do you care what the person in the cube next to you who's like, oh, look at Jake, oh, he's posting, or these other like thought leaders. And by the way, and I'll, I'll tell a story about when I got feedback about people did think this, because man, I was posting in 2018, right? Like this LinkedIn wasn't the place that it is now three years ago, right? And so when I started putting out content on a daily basis, people, there's a, but, but I knew, I knew that this was the right strategy. So I didn't need their validation. I didn't need them to tell me whatever it is. I knew that this was the right strategy. So for me, it was a little bit easier, I think, to, to just lean in on it. And then, you know, after six months of doing it, when we started to get inbound leads from people saying, you know, we closed a six-figure deal with a, a, a woman who came inbound. The very first call is, I don't even know what you do, but I think we need your help. That was it. Really six months in. Six figure plus deal, like, like that, and that that client has spent probably three hundred thousand with us now over three years, and That's so it, because I'm not doing it again, I didn't. I'm not doing it for those other people, and so I remember it very specifically. I think it's March of 2020. No, March. It must have been March of 2019. This guy was, had me on his podcast. He's like, Jake, I got to be honest. When I first started seeing your content, I was like, Wow, what is Jake doing? Like, what is what is how's he posting and why is he doing this? And he's like, But then I got it. And, you know, then like, I kind of like started to see what you were doing and why you were doing it. And not that I really gave a shit if he cared, if he saw it or not, but you just have to know what you're doing it for. I was doing it to help to grow my business and my company. And, you know, when you, when you're running your own company or, you know, you're trying to build your own, you know, reputation or brand, I always like the word reputation too versus brand. Cause I think it resonates with people more like, 
you know, you have a digital repu reputation, whether you want one or not. I could just Google your name. Um, and I wanted to take control of that. So, you know, that, that was the big, those are some of my early learnings. I had a question about that. You know, there's, like when, when you said yeah. you believe, you know, you knew it was the right path. What was that that drove that thought? You know, like what, what, what was the, uh, yeah. you know, in guiding light or whatever you want to call it that made you like, you know what? I know this is the way I'm not going to, for six months, it's, I'm going to put my head down and do it. It's straightforward, dude. It's Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Like it was, I saw what he was, I saw what he was doing on B2C. And I'm like, this is it. Like this, and he wasn't talking about LinkedIn. By the way, I'm not taking credit for why Gary V, but I met him in October of 18 and we talked about LinkedIn and he was not talking about LinkedIn in October of 18. <laughs> He's talking about it all the time now and I'm not taking credit for it. But, but I, honestly, I got turned on to him. I, I remember listening to him back in like 2012 or something. I was like, man, forget this guy. But I started listening to him. And I'm like, dude, this is, he's right. I was just like, he's right. Like to me, it was just like so painfully obvious that we are in a give culture now. Give, 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 give that, that whole mindset of jab, 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 right hook. Mm -hmm. And because, because all the content that in B2B that we would share is all right hook, click this link, join this webinar, do this thing. And, and as soon as I started doing text only posts with no call to action, whoop. and so, I mean, I saw that validation that this concept was right almost almost immediately and so i think i was initially listening to him and then started doing some testing and and that and that validation was kind of like the thing oh it, it's the same on b2b even though i thought it was as it is on b2c so and i'll, I'll kind of piggyback <laughs> go ahead ruben i was i was just going to piggyback on that and i was going to add this quote that is you know the intention with which you start something quite often determines the outcome of that thing. So if you start something with the intention to stroke your own ego, to look like a celebrity, then people are going to see that and that it's either going to be successful or it's not because people are going to see right through it and it will not be authentic. So what I really appreciate about this model of just giving no call to action is that it's completely counter to what so many of the marketing gurus teach us Ooh. which is always have a call to action always be converting always be selling you know create the funnel create the path get the conversions get the optimizations when in fact what you're presenting here is just providing value and then if people are interested then they come forward so i think that that there's a lot of um there's a lot of authenticity to that and there's a lot of scalability to that and i think it sounds like you're doing it the right way yeah, test. If you don't believe me, just test for yourself. Go ahead and put something that has a call to action out there. Do, do three of those and then do something that's pure value with no ask. And my friends, you're going to see it. I mean, when we take over, because we, we have a LinkedIn strategy practice now that was kind of born out of this like modern outbound world. And when we see that, you know, it's like literally you're talking 10x engagement on day one. Because <laughs> that's what people want. Why You don't go to social media to click links and go read blog posts somewhere else. Come on. You go to social media to, to get sound bites, sound bites, sound bites, sound bites. Like that's why people are there. And so, you know, when you had asked me that question about it was, it was kind of like how I knew that that was the right path is like all these things triangulate. It's like, why do you go to social? Then looking at, oh man, text only works. Okay. You, this guy's wildly successful doing this on B2C at some next level. Um, so it was all those things I think is, you know, kind of, I, I can attribute to why I, you know, got active. I'm like, I, okay, so I got, I got one other one too about the, the, the text only. It's that, that's a lower barrier to entry, right? Like it doesn't take as much time <laughs> no. 
to get the text only. So you have that benefit of it. And then like, so the scalability of it, you can come up with text only every day and then post it when, you know, when you need to. Um, but that's strange, the algorithm. And so, so LinkedIn, I, I, you know, I've seen this too. We, we've worked with a few LinkedIn people that had some really great following and, and that's what they did also. They, they often just post little text-based things, thoughts, you know, questions below or whatever, you know, things like that. And the, the engagement on it is, uh, you know, like you said, 10, 20, hundred times that's higher right. than some of the stuff that's all, all built out. So that's right, man. And, and, and the key is to not do it. It's interesting. So this is from that conversation because then what we noticed is video sucks from technically from like a views <laughs> and same with images, but I'll tell you, and this is, you know, again, and this is actually something that, that Gary had said is he said, don't pander to the algorithm. He's like, never pander to the algorithm. And sure enough, man, the videos, I probably put out two or three videos a week, probably something like that. Everyone says, nobody comes up and says, oh, Jake, I love your text only posts. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Everyone and obviously Dub and what y'all are up to, right? Like the things that people, the reason I do the videos isn't for the, well, I don't do any of it for the likes and the whatever. I do it, th those come, but um, people remember the videos. People remember that. They're like, oh, Jake, yeah, I've seen your videos. Exactly. And you know, even though I do videos at, you know, probably a 15, 15% of the time versus, you know, other right. stuff. Yeah. Makes sense. And so it definitely needs to be a balance. It sounds like too a balance of the content you're creating so that you're not, because if you even here, you know, we're experts in video, we do video all the time, but to do like a highly produce something every day, that's, it's a big workload, right? It's because you need to strategize it, you shoot it, you need to edit it, things like that. So um, yeah, it, it, get, there's, it sounds like a blend and it sounds like actually some of the platforms maybe even perform better. So Ruben, we, we gotta, we gotta take note of this. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll just test it alone. Very good. Well, what, you know, what's really, what's interesting is Jake, I love how you, you presented this idea of, you know, not really doing what they tell us to do. LinkedIn is telling us to do video a lot. I mean, that's, that's the vibe that I get. They're constantly mm -hmm. doing announcements for stories and for video posts and different ways that you can put videos on there. But at the end of the day, the videos are the ones that don't always get the views and the engagement. So there's this like contradiction. That contradiction does not exist on Instagram. It, it obviously doesn't exist on YouTube or TikTok. So <laughs> what's, what's the problem? What's going on? Someone explain this to me because I'm kind of blown away here. Why do text-only posts oftentimes get more engagement than videos on LinkedIn specifically? Uh, well, because it's a couple of things. It's how LinkedIn, I think a lot of it is how LinkedIn counts views and 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 likes is, is basically from what we can tell is that, you know, when something kind of comes into LinkedIn, just like when it goes on, because keep in mind, when something goes through the TikTok or the Instagram algorithm, it has to be an image. Now, granted, it could be a screenshot of an image, right? Like, or of a text, right? Like a Twitter. And, you know, we do some of that too, or I do some of that. Um, but imagine what happens in LinkedIn is that it all goes through the same shoot. And the text only posts that might start to get a little more traction early or something like that. Or in one, the other thing that LinkedIn does, they made an update to their algorithm. Uh, it's about a year and a half ago now. Um, called dwell time, which Instagram uses it and TikTok uses it too, which is how long do you dwell within it? So if you write a post that's this long, that's text only, that's going to take up a scroll, right? Whereas LinkedIn to get a video view, I think it's like three, three to six seconds. I can't remember exactly what it is. So it's like LinkedIn's algorithm, I just think is not sophisticated, that sophisticated, nor are they over indexing. What's over the, the number one piece of content everyone should be doing on LinkedIn right now is polls. 
dude, polls, if I wanted to get, I could e easily get a million views in a couple of weeks if I did like two to three polls a day. LinkedIn, because what LinkedIn did, they made a massive change to the algorithm where they started counting votes the same way they counted likes and comments. And so the algorithm thinks that it's a bunch of likes, the votes. So if you do some kitschy polls that get, you know, a thousand, that's the same as, you know, because it's so hard to get a thousand likes on a post, right? But getting a thousand votes is actually a lot easier. I'm like, do you like puppies or dogs? No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. But like, um, so polls right now is really where it's at. If you're like after more whatever, and, and this is just from testing, test, 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 test. But I think it's just, you know, the, the, and, and then I would say this is the other thing to think about with LinkedIn. It's a very interesting platform. It has two masters. It has you as a consumer on a, as a social media, and it has recruiters and HR people. And who do you think pays mo more bills? HR, recruiters, or LinkedIn, social media people? And so imagine you've got a platform that needs to be built for both. So I think LinkedIn struggles with this idea right. of going all in as a social platform because they've got a recruiter, <laughs> a recruitment business that may or may not index. So that those are just some of the observations we've had from, you know, doing this thousands of times. Yeah, you know, it, it, there is one simple truth, I think, it, which is staying ahead of the curve features that the social networks are putting out there when instagram put out carousels and people started doing carousels the engagement was through the roof why because instagram as a company they need to gauge how carousels are doing so what do they do they they 10x the visibility of carousels the same thing is happening on linkedin with polls and people are benefiting from it like crazy the problem is people oh. don't know what to do polls on so a lot of the ones now there's just starting to be kind of random. I feel like the ones that I connect to are the ones where we're going to we're going to do this poll and then based on the data we're going to do something else. We're going to provide additional That's value. what we do. It's not yep. just we're just stealing your data and then and then you'll never hear from us again. How can we make um, polls a jab 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 cross? What's what's the play there? Well, think about the cool part with polls that a lot of people don't know. When you vote, whoever did the poll gets all of your LinkedIn data. So I know who you were. I know your job title. So if you want to do cool stuff with polls, um, what I would be doing more of, and so we've got a guy we're working with, he's doing some analysis, and I think we're going to have some like really cool data sets to launch from this, um, is I would just break down the analysis. So like, let's say you do a poll on you know, what trend in sales are you most excited about? This, this, and this. And you get, you know, 50, 100 votes or whatever. And then you can go and say, like, managers said this and directors said this. Or managers said this, but frontline people, wow, they said it this way other thing. So I think it's, it's you know, how can you share insights? Because it's really all about insights. And, and you know, I also see a lot of people right now that are just doing polls every day, et cetera, you know, um, that nobody's going to remember. And this goes back to my point about video, that nobody, no one remembers the guy who did the one poll about blah, right? Like that's, it's just not that memorable pieces of content. It's great for views. So I just think it's like, if you're going to do polls for views um, and likes, which is why I think a lot of people do it because they figured this out too, um, you know, just take something and do something with the data that you that comes from it. Um, or look, if you'd like to do it just for your own fun, like I'm cool with that too. If you're like, Hey, I just want to see what people react. But I think the people that actually use the data, um, are going to be the people that win. I think the people that know how to harness the data from the polls, it's like, 
you know, you're going to go out and pay Gartner or Forrester how much to get a, a survey from VPs of sales. Like, why are you paying Gartner for that? <laughs> why are you paying for it? Like, you could literally just go, this is 2021. They're, they're pulling 400 VPs of sales. Like, you as a, you can go do that and not pay $30,000 yourself. So, you know, right. that, that, there's a lot of cool stuff. There's well, a lot of cool stuff I think you can do with polls right now. Well, here, here's what kind of baffles me is that there, there isn't some aggregate um, platform portal location that shows all the polls, at least to my knowledge, I have not seen this, where I can actually see the polls that are taking place on LinkedIn right now. Right now, we can put a story, we can put an article on LinkedIn, and we can post that as a social post, and then we have a piece of, of content that exists within the, the, the LinkedIn ecosystem. Why isn't there a centralized place? And correct me if this does exist because I haven't seen it. But it why doesn't. isn't there a centralized yeah. place for all the polls that are happening? Because I want that data. I don't want to go to Gartner. I want to see it right now in real time in 2021 August. Who Help knows, man? What's going on? Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what's next up. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the sillier thing is LinkedIn promotes using hashtag. We've done some analysis on this. There's absolutely no correlation between virality and using hashtags. Why? Like the, to me, the thing is more baffling. LinkedIn doesn't have a trending hashtag section. <laughs> so therefore, why are you putting hashtags on all your posts? <laughs> Do you think people go and search? When's the last time anybody watching this right now actually searched a hashtag on LinkedIn? Oh wait, probably never. Or maybe if you're right. in sales, you did it. And so to me, the, the hashtag thing is way more baffling. Like right. everyone puts hashtags at the end of your post. Why? Nobody's searching it. Nobody's searching like, you know, maybe if you're doing like hashtag hiring or something like that, you know what I mean? Like maybe there's, there's some value there, but, but that's what I would think about is again, with a lot of these, it's like, yeah, to me, hashtags is much more of a, I don't know, a, like a anomaly. I'm like, why, why don't you have a trending hashtags at this point? It really makes absolutely no sense. Well, you know, there's, there's the follow hashtags, which I don't, I mean, I might, maybe I followed one or two in the last five years. I don't recall. And then did you go back to it? No. Yeah. Did you go back to it? Yeah. Never, never, ever, ever. Exactly. So, you know, that, that's real. So, I mean, it sounds like what you're recommending that we do is to strip away, you know, all the desperation to strip away the, I need to go put a video on because that's what people tell me to do to strip away the call to action and just to get guttural, to just peel the onion back as far back as we can and just be like, you know what, here's my message. It's raw. I expect nothing in return and, and to rinse and repeat. And we're going to get some of the engagement that you're getting. So uh, this, this is good, simple feedback for me. Yeah, that's right. And I think, look again, but do the videos to create connection to your audience. And that's how you got to think about it. You're trying to create a connection with a group of people. And so if you just do the same thing over and over, by the way, it's fine. I know guys that are, I mean, that that's really all they do. They only do text only posts and they've got really nice and big followings, et cetera. But, but I wonder, um, you know, how, like, is there an affinity? Do you feel like you know the person? So I'm a big fan of like both, you know, like do things that are, that are not just for uh, the algorithm or to, to get more and then do because they're better to connect with people. You know, you're creating a better yeah. connection with folks. Amazing. Well, I could talk about this for, for days. Where can <laughs> folks learn more about you, um, your podcast, your social channel? Definitely. Give us the, give yeah. us the bits. 
Yeah, definitely. Make sure, like I said in the beginning, check out jakedonlap.com. Um, yeah, we've had some cool people. We had Dan Harris, who's a Good Morning America anchor, wrote 10% Happier, uh, CEO of Zoom Info, um, Outreach. Uh, we just had Claude Silver, who's Gary Vaynerchuk's chief heart officer. So again, if you're if you're looking for something that's like a, just a really interesting like dialogue, you know, you know, style, I think you'll enjoy it. And then LinkedIn, come check me out at uh, LinkedIn. I think that's always a good spot. Just forward slash Jake Dunlap. I'm putting out content every day, as you can imagine. Uh, and, you know, happy to, to follow up, DM me. I try to get on top of my DMs as much as possible. Very cool, Jake. Well, thank you so much for the time. And uh, stick around afterwards for a little bit of post-production notes and really appreciate you. All right. Thanks, everyone. I think I'm still live. So what's up, everybody? Stick around.